something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Technically, you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. You'll also hear two hosts, me and Tracy V. Wilson. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's October 16th. On this day in 1968, Tommy Smith and John Carlos raised their fists in protest on the winner's podium at the Olympic Games in Mexico City. In the lead-up to these games, Harry Edwards had started an organization called the Olympic Project for Human Rights. Harry Edwards had been a discus thrower, and when this happened, he was working as a sociology professor. This organization called for things like more Black coaches and restoring Muhammad Ali's heavyweight title. It also called for banning South Africa and Rhodesia from the Olympic Games, Both South Africa and Rhodesia had minority white governments and were operating in a state of apartheid. They also called for the replacement of International Olympic Committee President Avery Brundage, who had been repeatedly accused of racism and anti-Semitism. There were threats to boycott the Olympic Games if these demands weren't met. And some athletes did boycott the games, but others participated. And that year in Mexico City, in the 200-meter race, American Tommy Smith won the gold, 
Australian Peter Norman won the silver, and American John Carlos won the bronze. So Smith and Carlos had helped organize the Olympic Project for Human Rights. They were students of Harry Edwards. And when they went to the podium to receive their medals, Smith and Carlos had their shoes off and they were wearing black socks. Each of them wore one black glove. Smith also wore a scarf and Carlos wore beads. And when the national anthem was playing, they raised their fist in a black power salute and bowed their heads. The black socks were there to symbolize black poverty, and the scarf and the beads were to represent the victims of lynching. When you look at pictures of this moment, Peter Norman, the Australian athlete who won the silver, looks almost like a bystander, but he wasn't at all a bystander. He was standing with them in solidarity. He was wearing a badge from the Olympic Project for Human Rights, and in addition to supporting Smith and Carlos's protest that day, Norman was doing this to oppose racism and racist government policies in Australia, where he was from. There is some debate about whose idea this protest was, including between Smith and Carlos. But it was Norman who suggested that the two men each wear one of the same pair of gloves when one of them realized that he had forgotten his. Altogether, this was a protest by three men against segregation, discrimination, and racism. And their actions were immediately heavily criticized. Many people in the crowd immediately started jeering as soon as they realized what was happening. Smith and Carlos were ejected from the games. They were suspended from the U.S. Olympic team. They were blacklisted from the sport once they got home. They got death threats. In the words of Brundage of the IOC, quote, the action of these Negroes was an insult to the Mexican hosts and a disgrace to the United States. This was at a time before Olympic athletes were generally invited to visit the White House, but public relations consultant Robert McElwain had suggested that maybe all the American medalists, all of them, should be invited, and that was something that was ultimately declined. Also, after returning home, Smith and Carlos were tracked by the FBI. Peter Norman faced huge backlash at home as well. He was reportedly kept out of the 1972 Olympics in Munich for having participated in this protest. He was ostracized from the sport at home, and he never returned to it. When he died in 2006, Carlos and Smith were among his pallbearers. The Australian government apologized for the treatment that Norman received in 2012. Today, there is a statue of this moment in the Smithsonian National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., which shows Smith and Norman and Carlos as they were on the podium that day. Thanks very much to Tari Harrison for audio work in this podcast. And you can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can tune in tomorrow for an unexpected flood. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast for folks who can never have enough history knowledge. The day was October 16, 1834. Much of the Palace of Westminster, the home of the British Parliament, was destroyed in a fire. In medieval times, the Palace of Westminster was the main royal residence in London, and it housed the law courts and government departments. By the 1800s, the complex had been expanded and renovated so much that it had become a winding mix of passages, walls, staircases, and buildings. Members of Parliament have been raising concerns about the state of their accommodations for a while. So though the fire on October 16, 1834 was accidental, conditions in the complex were ripe for a disaster. 
Wooden tally sticks were used as a form of tax receipt until 1826, when an act prohibiting the use of tallies for record went into force. But it took years for the system to be overhauled. By 1834, there were still tallies that needed to be thrown away. The Exchequer, a government department responsible for collecting and managing taxes and revenues, was tasked with getting rid of two carts full of tally sticks. The clerk of works decided to have them burned, unsupervised, in underfloor stoves in the basement of the House of Lords. So workers followed his orders and did just that. People who visited the House of Lords that day noticed how hot the floor was and that smoke was rising from it. But the housekeeper and the clerk of works ignored the warnings. The premises were closed around 5 p.m. Around an hour later, a doorkeeper's wife announced that the House of Lords was on fire. Not long after it was discovered, a fireball exploded out of the building. The fire attracted a lot of attention. Crowds of spectators gathered, and many of them painted and sketched the scene. Parish engines, insurance companies, and the private London fire engine establishment worked to put out the blaze. Volunteers, including MPs and lords, also staffed water pumps throughout the night. By the time the fire was under control, Westminster Hall, the Undercroft Chapel of St. Mary, the Jewel Tower, the Chapter House of St. Stephen's, and part of the cloisters were saved. But the House of Commons and the House of Lords were destroyed, along with most other buildings in the complex. After the fire, people capitalized on the buzz surrounding the event by selling cheap prints and creating souvenirs from stone, lead, and wood taken from the site. The damage to the palace was estimated at two million pounds. Nobody was prosecuted for causing the fire and destruction of the buildings, but a public inquiry did suggest the fire was a result of negligence. A commission was formed to look into the loss of parliamentary records. It made recommendations that led to the creation of the Public Record Office, which later became the National Archives. Architect Charles Berry won a government competition to design a new palace. He and Augustus Pugin developed a new complex that included the surviving structures. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Spend some of your daily social media time with us at T-D-I-H-C podcast. You can also email us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.